Hello and welcome back to Callum and David's Any Requests, our Patreon requested podcast where you the listener can donate £5 a month and get us to do a podcast on anything you want. That is absolutely correct and uh, rather than veering off into some of the weird directions we've gone in, we're actually (laughs) returning for the third time to have a look at Crime Traveller. We are the 1997 sci-fi police procedural com- comedy drama i mean i don't know it, if it is is it not I, I feel like it's he's very quippy isn't he old slade yeah but, but i mean I suppose... it's the level of quip that your mate was outside like waiting to go into the maths block <laughs> like, at school i mean like, that's that's the level of quip he's got i mean there's literally two separate absolute slapstick scenes in the first episode we're going to talk about. So I, That's I, true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm going to come back to some of Slade's quips quite early on yeah. uh, in this podcast. But um, it's been nice to return to it. And this time I haven't had an existential crisis, uh, quite accurately actually using that term, with yeah. regards to time travel. I think I get it. And... Now that I get it, I think you have to commend Anthony Horowitz for consistency within the time travel part of the show. Yeah, although... Oh no, what's happened now that I've missed? I, 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 well, we'll talk about it later, but I I got confused about the gunshot thing. Yeah, that's a good point. But Um, we'll we'll talk about that later. That is a good point. But I, I, yeah, that was the only bit that I got a bit unstuck on myself. It was like, I don't know what, but, but yeah, um... So, uh, yeah, uh, as always, we're going to do two episodes of Crime Traveller. Yep. uh, Two for the price of one. Um, And the first episode was uh, the uh, fifth episode of uh, the one and sadly only season of Crime Traveller that exists. (laughs) Called Sins of the Father. Sins of the Father. Yeah. Sounds wonderfully dramatic. Yeah. Um, But quite a good title. Yeah. Um, Uh, So we open in the police station. Yeah. And it's very important uh, uh, to note that everyone is very quietly just working. And when you say everyone, how yeah. many people do you think are in this office? Oh, about two and a half. I would say maybe three at a push. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rounding up. But yeah, there are about three people and yeah. no one's saying anything. <laughs> no, everyone's very from, quiet. Um, the uh, the idiot character, who's... Morris. My name is Morris. Yeah. And he... Uh, says uh, you're late, Slade. Yeah, because he's come into the very quiet office, and and Morris has noticed. Uh, yeah. it's so quiet that you'd notice anyone walking into a room. Yeah. that's kind of how quiet it is. Yeah, and uh, and he says, "Do you know what I like about you, Morris?" And Morris says, "No," and Slade says, "Nah, neither do I." I mean, that's the level of quip you'd expect from your mate. <laughs> After break time, <laughs> getting bored, going into the mass block. That's the level of witticism that we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. And he's the main protagonist. Or, so. a, or a barber. Or a barber. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe a taxi driver. Yeah. Uh, talking about someone on the radio. Yeah. Um, although that normally accompanies some kind of racism, doesn't it? Uh, in the yeah. world of cliches. Um, anyway, sorry if you're a taxi driver out there. We don't think you're all racists. No. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that happens. Yeah. And so we establish... The fact that it's quiet and yeah, there's it's, been a little yeah. joke that's been whispered across. A little joke. The and then, and then, I cannot stress this enough, 
There is complete silence. There is complete... Honestly, for about a second and a half, there is complete and utter silence. No one is talking. No one is doing anything. Nothing is happening. And in storms... What is she? Superintendent Sergeant... Chief. Chief, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Chief Kate Grisham, uh, played by Sue Johnston, of course, comes in and at the top of her voice says, All right, settle down. (laughs) Who are you? Who's that too? I don't know. No one's talking. No one's doing anything. Settle down, please. It it is so quiet. I have have no idea (laughs) why she said that. But I noted it down. Um, It's the quietest that police station has ever been or will ever be again that we've seen so far. Yeah. It's the only time it's ever not been like chaos or things go. But there we are. And but she's saying quiet and settle down because she has some important news and she doesn't want anyone to miss it. Yeah. And she's got a new um uh case that's come in and it's been yeah. brought in by Detective Gareth. Yeah. Al Amstrad. What's his name? Altroid. 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 Isn't Altroid. that like an Altroid? I just kept thinking of Altoids, which I think uh, yeah, are those the, the, sweets that yeah. are good for your voice. American uh, yeah. things, yeah. Like, um, yeah, Al- Altoid. Um, Al- Altroid. Gareth yeah. Altroid, which is a great name. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a completely made up name, but fine. Um, he He's brought a case to Grisham um, and she explains that it's very important because they're dealing with a particular criminal who might be a bit crafty. And she says, now, pay special attention to this, because actually, well, she explains what it is first, I should say. Yeah. As a, as a diamond heist. Yeah. And uh, sorry, just before you go on to your point, I, I, I want to talk about this, because um, now, as we all know from those that have listened to the previous episodes of Crime Traveller, I hate little wooden Jasper Carrot marionette. <laughs> yeah, you I know him. I hate him. Yeah. But... I'm going to shock you now. I'm actually going to uh, stick up for him here. Okay. Because they're talking about this diamond heist. And yeah. Altroid is like, yeah, God, you can only imagine how much the price must have risen on those. And he <laughs> points out he points out the fact that uh, very eloquently and with backing up with a lot of context and information yeah. about how the fact the price of diamonds are currently falling yeah. because of the rand, the South African currency at that time, being uh, 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 not, not, not doing very well yeah. on the markets. And so... And and but Sue Johnson just goes, oh yes, all right, enough. And like this, and I'm like, I feel like that's important information to this case. Like at least hear him. Like like I'm sure that's useful. Yeah, because I that, don't know why they just shut him out for giving a piece of information that's related to the case. Like he's doing his job. It is useful, and also it's come at a point where one someone says, oh, that, those diamonds, diamonds are a lot, that could be close to a million pounds. I mean, I don't know how many diamonds there are, but they've guessed a million pounds. Yeah. Which is fine. Police procedure will say a million pounds. And then Gareth Altroid says, yeah. closer, try two. Try two million pounds. And he goes, well, actually, no. Yeah. yeah. It's unlikely that you'd have diamonds worth two million pounds, yeah. like w- what you're talking about. That wouldn't make So it does make sense. Yeah. Like the character is vilified for being university educated and a graduate. Yeah. Which is fine if you want to do that. But one, he's making the good points. And two, Morris is an idiot yeah. and has the most seniority apart yeah. from Grisham. Yeah. Like, why has he been promoted? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but there you are. Uh, so, so you have that. And uh, and she says, yeah, in any way, it doesn't matter. All right, wooden puppet boy. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, the point is, he's a crafty criminal. 
and I wouldn't be surprised if he was trying to pull a fast one on us. I'm like, well, <laughs> surely as a criminal, just by being a criminal, he's trying to pull a... Like, what's the level of pull a fast one on you? Like, yeah, do I most think... criminals go, oh, well, I break the law, but I'm within the rules. Like, but, but also, why does she think that their criminal activity is for like for the benefit of the police like yeah like i'm sure they're not factoring that much into <laughs> yeah. you their think like their thinking yeah, it's not gotham where criminals yeah. only uh commit crimes in order to avenge batman yeah because yeah. they've got difficult childhoods <laughs> to deal with like sometimes people are stealing things to make money um in fact most of the time in reading or wherever yeah. this is set um, um so yeah so then she says turner i want you on this case and she's like why? She's like, because you're a scientist. She's like, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't know anything about diamonds. Yeah. She's like, well, you must know something. She's like, well, yeah, I can know something. I'm like, what's what's happening? Why? Why does she? She says, I need someone why on the scene. Why does a quantum scene? physicist yeah. automatically know enough about diamonds to be helpful in this? Matter? And Holly said, I, I yeah, don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm not a geologist. So she says, I'm not the person for this job. Yeah. But guess what? You're the police. And there are loads of people who do this for the police. Yeah. In fact, you could just hire a diamond expert yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, especially as you seem to be now set in London, actually. Because to do this whole, the next two episodes entirely set in London. It changes. It yeah. changes. Even within these episodes, because there was a bit where someone went, oh, such and such, he lives on, like, something street. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, yeah, but... You don't say that in London. No one yeah. says something street because London's really big and there's where a lot of those streets. Yeah. like... So there's there is still a weird like they play it as if they're not as if they're not in London at all yeah. and never are, but it's definitely but everything they show us is of them in London and yeah. everything's happening in London, but they behave as if London's a village and it's yeah it, it is very bizarre. Um, but yeah, Holly says no. I'm a it science made me officer. Think that I'm... Anthony Horowitz has never lived in London. Or no, know anything about he, London? I don't think he has. He's guessing what London's like. He doesn't need. He's got a very big house in the country now, um, as he tweeted. Um, it's like, gosh, I don't feel bad that this was cancelled because he's the he is he is the poshest man I've ever heard. If anyone saw him uh, guest on a Great British Menu this yep. season, he's the poshest poshest voice I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> he's the only guest to be like, well, I've eaten a lot of Michelin star food and this is quite good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, it's the best chefs in the country yeah. who have won a competition. It's like one out of like hundreds of entrants. It probably yeah. should be quite good. Yeah. but his level of his regular yeah. eating habit is so good. Yeah. He's like, hmm, yeah, it's all right, actually. Yeah, Sir Anthony Horowitz. Um, he's not. He's not. Sorry, just to clarify, he's not. He's not. Not yet. Uh, but he probably is. Slash should be. Although I, I don't know if he'd benefit from purely it. for this. He should be knighted purely for crime. Traveler. For crime traveler. Yeah. Um. So Holly says, yeah, no, I'm. I'm not the right person for this job. And she says, well, could you, you know, do you know what diamonds are? And she's like, yeah. She goes, right. Well, you're coming along for it then. Yeah. And then uh, she says, Slade, I want you on this as well. Yeah. Funnily enough, because yeah. uh, it's all about him. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, and, and Gareth Altroid. Al- he gets a bit funny. Yeah, like, he does. Oh. And then they have a word alone, Altroid and, and Grisham. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want Slade on this case. And then she's like, what? And he's like, well, Jeff Slade, he's he's Jack Slade's son. Yeah. Is, it, is, is he Jack Slade's son? She's like, yeah. And he's like, well, Jack Slade used to be my partner and you know, I can't have the son of, of him on this case. It's too... It, it's too, too, personal too personal after everything that happened. 
Yeah, and it's really important. I, I, at this point, I want to stress that the whole way of the wording of this conversation and the way it's talked about, it sounds like he wasn't aware that Jack had a son. Because no. he's like, oh, he's just making the connection because of the surname. Yeah. Everything feels it's not very... not Jack's son, is he? It's all very, that. very in the past. Yeah. Very in the past. Um, And also, we don't know what it is yet. So mm. we're kind of waiting to find out what happened. Yeah. Um... And anyway, that's strung along. She says, no, I want to say on the case. He's good with this kind of thing. Solving crimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. That's his he's, job. He's all right. He's not great. He's not great. But no one's great in this department. He's the best of a bad bunch. But, 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 but Chief has got a lot of... Grisham's got a lot of faith in him. Yeah. Even though she never shows that to him. But she's not very good. No one's good. No one's no. good. They're all really bad at their yeah. jobs. They're, they're, they're all about as good at... They're like anyone in kind of like middle management of a non... Like we were talking about The Office. Like yeah. she's about as good a police chief as Martin Freeman is good at selling paper. It, like yeah. doing enough to get by. Like legitimately... Chloe Annette is the best police officer of the whole time. She's not one. She's a science she's officer. She's better at police work and detective work, even even without the machine, yeah. than, than any of the others are. Yeah. And so also, she does the job of forensic psychologist. Forensics. Yeah. Which, which, which she does is not... It's not her job either. No. Um... So I don't know why she's a science officer. I th- I'm pretty sure science officer is a job that's only really existed in Star Trek. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I've never... I've never... I mean, correct us if we're wrong, but I don't think police stations have science officers in the 90s. But there you are. Um, so, yeah, uh, all that kind of happens. Um, and they go off to catch the criminal yeah. who um, who they, you know, they, Gareth has got his tip off. And they go to this warehouse where a bunch of other criminals are turning up with diamonds and he's expected to turn up with the money. And they're about to do the transaction, get the diamonds out, and they... Storm the place. Uh, the criminals take a gun, put it to Gareth Altroyd's head. Yeah. Slade rushes in, saves the day. And just, the diamonds go with Grisham and Altroyd back to the station. I just briefly want to um, shout out to one of the uh, uh, criminals here in this scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who had a face that was, I'd say, about 20 to 30% uh, too big for the head that it was on. <laughs> Okay. And I was distracted. I missed a lot of this scene because I was staring at him going, it's like you've stretched another person's face over your Scott. It's, 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 it's just, I was fascinated, fascinated by his face. Hey, that's how you get noticed as a supporting actor. Exactly. Having an interesting face and a good look. Absolutely. So, um, they go in and the diamonds uh, are verified by Holly. Yeah. And they go, are they real diamonds? And you went, well, I don't know, because I'm not a diamond <laughs> yeah. expert. I told you. She says, I told you, I don't, I'm not yeah. a diamond expert. And they go, well, what do you think? Have but she does own one of those little diamond uh, things, little miniature tiny things. Telescopes. that pe- jewellers look through. Yeah. Little eye eyeglasses. Yeah. She's um, got one of them. She's so got one of them. I don't know why. She's got one of them. She's not a... She's got them from the fight. diamond detection kit that yeah. has been left unused in the station for many years. <laughs> And she says, well, I can't tell you if they're diamonds, but I can tell you they're not cubic zirconia, uh, which is what's always used to, uh, you know, mock up diamonds. So likelihood is they probably are the little diamonds. <laughs> and Grisham goes, good enough for me. 
I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. it isn't, is it? But that's them. That's their mentality on all their cases. Yeah, but they're gonna have to get to court. Like months and months <laughs> are gonna go by, and the Crown Prosecution Service is gonna have to work with them and on building the case together, and yeah. it's gonna fall apart before anyone actually gets yeah. to. I mean, they can't have jailed anyone in the no. whole series so far because the police work is so shoddy yeah. across the board. There's very little evidence for any. So anyway, the uh, diamonds get wrapped up in a little diamond paddy felt thing. Yeah. Um, and Grisham and Gareth have a bit of a flirty car journey back to the station. Yeah. And I don't know why that subtext is there. No, I don't I would know. say, let's note that as important, but it isn't. It's just because it's not important at all. It's not even talked about. No. But there's a weird bit of flirting, like the angle that they're playing in the car and they've both got their seatbelts off. Sorry. Sorry. It's a weird conversation. Sorry, we have to go back. We have to go back. So they um, they apprehend, what's his face? Grub, 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 grubbly, grubbly. What's his name? Grub. I don't know the 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 Grelly Gribbly something like that it begins with a G the the ringleader of this yeah. gang that's come down from the north with with the diamonds Grenly. to sort it out um, <laughs> I'll check instead of making it up they apprehend him yeah and they're about to cuff him and then he makes one of the weirdest noises I've ever heard in my life <laughs> oh my goodness yes you're right. Grebley. Grebley. Grebley's his name. We weren't that far off. <laughs> Actually, I think all ours were more believable. <laughs> Grebley. Grebley makes a noise that I can only describe as specifically the noise Steptoe makes when he's upset with Harry H. Corbett's character after he's gone, you're a horrible old man. And he just goes, <laughs> no! Yeah. No! I was like, what? What is that noise? It's, nah, it's like, really what? weird. It's honestly, I I don't understand, and 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 I don't really know why it happened because it was he briefly got away for yeah. about half a second, and then it was just fine, and they apprehended him again. I was like, I don't know why any of that needed to happen. And, and they're saying you're under the arrest for the procurement of stolen, yeah, and he's fine with it. Then he goes. You're it's really weird. Such right? a weird noise. Um, but the I've just thing... literally written in my notes. N A A A A A. I just wrote outburst. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. I would have missed that note otherwise. Uh, yeah, very odd and not consistent with the rest of his character. No. Um, which we'll find out a lot about in the uh, jail scene later on. So the diamonds get put into the safe, in Grisham's safe. And yeah. he says, Does anyone in the building know the com- combination? This is uh, Gareth. Uh, does anyone else know the combination of that? She says, nope, no one in the building. And I'm not going to tell you either. Not even <laughs> you. I'm not going to tell you either. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's established. Yeah. Um, And then they go to the safe to, well. Yeah. So, so there's a, there's, there's a quick cut back yeah. to um, uh, Slade uh, coming home. And I just... Before going and having almost an entire bottle of wine by himself. Because yeah. Holly's there and she, he's like, do you want to oh, yeah, have another sorry. drink? She went, no, I'm going home. She leaves her glass and he just has the rest of the bottle. Yeah. Um, he gets in and I... I don't know why, but his flat just annoys me. It just annoys me. Yeah, it's it, irritating. It's so... Nothing that's ever looked like that has ever existed and it just bugs me. Um, uh, but he... Like, uh, at least in Jonathan Creek, like... 
his house because he's an eccentric and it's in the windmill and there's a history and the parents and the windmill and everyone comments on the windmill and it's like a and it's it's a, a converted windmill that i understand yeah. that i understand that this is a it's a, it's a weird youth center like i don't yeah, i don't understand what it is i don't understand all the blue scaffolding that's in that's part of the apartment. There's like a prison balcony. From... There's a prison balcony. There's a Maybe weird... it's meant to look like Slade Prison. All the room. <laughs> and he's got it because his name's a Slade. And it's a little Easter egg for more of us. Because you think of those um, scenes from Porridge, right? Yeah. And you've got us all set in Slade. And then you yeah. found it at that. That's what it is. And all the rooms are really weird shapes. Like, there's, he's got this room off that's just got a table tennis table in it, but the ceilings are so high it, that it also kind of looks like Andy Warhol's. Like, like it's like, yeah. it's utterly bizarre. It's utterly bizarre. Anyway, and he goes home. Someone's broken into his flat and is hiding behind a door, and they yeah. inject him with something, and he yeah. gets knocked out. They inject him in the neck, and no sooner has the injection gone in, he does a lot of sleep. He does. <laughs> he does. It's very quick. Um, and then he wakes up in a park. Yeah. But before we follow that, Grisham and Gareth Altroid go yeah, back the to the day, safe. Go back to the safe, and the diamonds have been stolen. And replaced with some little beads. Little coloured beads. Like craft beads. And, and they might like, make a well, bracelet out of, at, um, like a barn dance. Yeah. A summer fair is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, um, a barn dance. <laughs> my barn dance at a summer fair. You might. I in the country, I do. I, I think do. those two. Yeah, I think the beads and a barn dance would be at certain events together. But yeah, I don't but think... they're not the same thing. No. Yeah. Um, I was confused. I shouldn't have said that. So, uh, Gareth Altroid um, is like, well, right, we've got to like, everyone's got to be questioned in the but like where's Slade because he's obviously got a chip on his shoulder because of something that's happened with Slade's dad and he's late because he's not in the office and he's late yeah so and he comes in yeah and he's stumbling around and come to and then and uh Grisham's like Slade my office now and he goes to the office and she's like what's that you are like oh yeah someone's knocked me out and drugged me now we're in the park and I'm like <laughs> it feels like if this situation hadn't happened with the diamonds, yeah. you wouldn't have followed this up. No. Because you feel like you're ready to move on from yeah, this. I'm like, oh, why yeah. aren't you more worried that this happened drunk. to you? Yeah. Like, he, he's like, oh, yeah, that was like, anyway, moving on. I'm like, nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he's just going to leave leave that be. Someone like, broke into my house, <laughs> injected me doing? in the neck. You're a policeman. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Uh, so he's not bothered by it, but they go to the flat, do a search, and in the ice tray, specifically in the freezer, they find the diamond. Not all of the diamond, yeah. but like three of the diamonds, which suggests uh, that Slade's nicked them. Yeah. Um, and then like, well, how could this have happened? But Slade's already thinking to himself, hey, uh, I've been framed here. Mm -hmm. And instead of kind of saying, well, obviously I've been framed, he decides to run. So yeah, but well, just 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 before that, um, Gareth Altroy gets in his face in the room. Oh yeah, yeah, like, he insults him, doesn't he? Yeah, we says, oh, like father, like son. Yeah. And then Slade turns around and goes, "Don't you ever bring up my dad again?" And he goes to hit him. Yeah. And then Gareth says my favorite line in the whole episode, which is, "Don't do that." Yeah. As like if he's weird. talking to a five-year-old child about to get 
some sweets out of a jar before yeah. dinner. Don't do that. It was a big gap. Yeah. The t- it felt like there was a gap. And yeah. Like a parent catching themselves for being too angry at their child. Exactly. And then he, exactly. And then he, yeah, you're he right. brings it down. You're right. And I'm like, why is that? You? Why is that the way you're playing that? Fine. Um, yeah. And I thought he was all right up until this point. I was like, oh, he seems to be quite subtle. Mm. But that doesn't mean the choices he's making no. make any sense. But there is a subtlety in his vocal performance. He kept reminding me of uh, Tim Matheson. Hoynes. Oh, yeah. Hoynes. He's got yeah. the same face. Um, I also like the fact that he's got a really posh Cockney accent. Yeah. He's almost Australian at points where you're like, are you, are you really posh? Or are you a Londoner that softened the accent? I mean, both episodes we watched this evening have got a lot of very odd accent, accent work inconsistencies. Going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then what we have, what I refer, yes. Yeah, so Slade gets annoyed, and then what I have uh, written down as uh, written down as the fire alarm sequence. Yeah. Because it is. It's a big old sequence. It's a big old sequence. Fire alarm goes off for yeah. no reason. Well, we think uh, Slade runs down the corridor. Um, Morris is going after him and he trips over a big... Yeah, so suddenly a trip... This is what I mean. This is thick. A trolley comes out of nowhere um, into the middle of the hall and Morris just prat falls over him. Yeah. It's a complete comedy slapstick sequence. But he sees the the trolley and like has this weird look of shock but doesn't stop running or yeah. it, it can't... Like that should have been the noise that accompanied it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that was really bizarre. Um, and then, uh, kind of, Slade's already said to Holly, like, oh, I've got to get out of here because I've, I've been framed. And she says, right, I'll meet you back at the flat. Mm-hmm. And so he scarpers to the flat. They obviously don't follow him to the flat that he spends a lot of his time in. And they, they've been to quite a few times because they know, because they've been to the flat. Yeah. I just want to say also, everyone in that police department has been to the flat, Holly's flat, yeah. numerous times throughout the series up to episode, episode five, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Um, And yeah, they get there and he says, well, the only way to sort this out is a bit of old time travel. Yeah. Um, And so they do. And they time travel back to um, uh, about, I think it's uh, half past one yeah. in the afternoon. So they've got 24 hours. Which is and the uh, diamond raid in the warehouse took place at ten past two. Yeah. So he says, right, we've got you know, forty minutes to get there. Let's do it, and they do. Yeah. And they hide up a little pole, and they see the heist happen in the warehouse, and they learn nothing. Yeah. And then they go back and do a little wait and to, in the office to see if anyone breaks into the safe. Yeah, and at this point, it is now. I think half past two in the morning, was it? Or ten past... It was something past 2am. Right, yeah. Uh, I noticed on the clock when they're in... So I'm like, that's... They've been there for a long, a long time. And they've learnt nothing. They've learnt nothing. They've learnt nothing. Um, and I said, old... that's a bit of a waste of time, isn't it? And then they say themselves, God, it's been a complete waste yeah. of time. Um, we then learn at this point, weirdly, that for some reason, the police officer that's in charge of booking criminals into the jail is also like the night watchman because it's him with a torch i was like why is yeah. that your job as well okay, he's just Again, there like, all day long all night he never yeah. leaves no he never leaves no. um they just couldn't be bothered to hire him. like I, anyway uh and so they so slade decides to because during the interrogation before they went back in time uh, grisham mentioned the uh the safe yeah. um code 
So he puts the numbers into the safe and gets out the thing of diamonds, but they're already beads. So all of this has been a waste of time. The whole thing. Yeah. So they decide to go and hide out back at Slade's flat that you hate. Flat house, prison, Slade Slade prison. Slade prison. Stashy centre. They go, yeah, they go back there. Because they know that he's not going to be there because he's already in the park. In the park, yeah. They go back there and then they have a really weird conversation that 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 just renders everything we've learned already complete nonsense so that so slade starts talking about his dad yeah and this is at this point we learn that his dad oh we already knew his dad was police officer obviously partners with gareth uh uh, and and all that stuff remember it felt very much like this was ancient history kind of thing he obviously did something wrong a long time ago uh, and he he he's he's in prison yep. for for stealing um uh stealing diamonds no no cash cash two, it was cash two yeah. I can't remember it was two or three I think it's referred to as different but it's somewhere between two and three hundred thousand pounds right yeah sorry yeah <laughs> because he says and Holly makes him talk about it yeah over a ping pong table yeah so we learn all of that and then we learn that all of this happened five years ago yeah. <laughs> Because he literally goes, Poor. I don't know, I haven't seen or even spoken to my dad for five years. I was like, okay, you definitely played that as if it was going to be about 20 years. Yeah. I was like, okay, no, fine. But also, but also now that none, none of this makes sense, why doesn't... So absolutely Alfred would know who you are. And he, if, yeah. if he was your dad's partner only five years ago, yeah. then why is... Like, none of this is in the past. It's quite recent. And, and also he says... Um, you know, t- uh, two hundred thousand uh, pounds is what he was accused of stealing. Which, remember, in those days, was an awful lot of money. Like in those days, five years ago, it's ninety-seven. The difference between uh, two hundred thousand pounds in ninety-seven and ninety-two is not is not enough that you'd have to remind someone who's also your age. It's yeah. not like someone explaining to someone who's a lot younger. Yeah. Go actually, oh, you know, my mum used to get paid five pounds a week. You know, in fairness, she goes in those days. That has a lot of money. In, like, fair, you know, in fairness, to me, even, the only way it would make sense if they were younger would be if it was, she was talking to a four-year-old child. Yeah, because that's the only person that wouldn't have a frame of reference. Yeah, for something that happened literally only five years ago. I, I mean, it's so bizarre. It's Why so do bizarre. that? Why do? Th- it feels like. And I mean, you and I have, have um, done this where you've written a script and then you realise that actually you want to change something about the times. Mm. And then you have to go through the whole script and yep. make sure that you haven't cocked up the maths, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like for some reason he's done that, yeah. but he's just changed that line and he hasn't changed anything yeah. else that's happened. Yeah. Or like he's just deleted lines that, that don't add up and left anything else yeah. that isn't specific, but it still gives the impression that it was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we find out that his dad's in prison for allegedly stealing hundreds of thousands of pounds from a bank, uh, and Gareth Altroyd was his partner and has never forgiven him for, you know, turning into a criminal, and that's where it all goes. He also says that he hasn't seen his dad in five years, Yeah, but uh, all visited him because of his, and he said that was his choice. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't even show up to the court proceedings. No. Which meant that I... Did that mean his dad didn't want him at the court proceedings as well? I don't know. At this point, that's how I feel. Yeah. That's, that's meant to be. And, mm-hmm. I, and it comes back later on that that might not be the case. So I, oh yeah. no, I'm confused about that. 
Um, yeah. And so he's like, right, well, we'll travel back in time. We, what are we going to do? How are we going to find out what's happened? Um, and so he... They, yeah. Well, what happens then? He goes they, to... They go and see Dad. They go and see Dad in prison. Yeah, they, they go and see Slade's dad in prison. He's in a Force 9 prison. Yeah. And um, he is, uh, I would say, approximately about seven and a half years older than Slade. Well, you say that. We I looked up the ages because he is he looks like he looks very yeah, young. But that doesn't matter, does it? Because that's that's the real. He's like, about he's in real life. Yeah. He's about sixteen years older. Yeah. Um, French here is thirty five. Uh, this actor Christopher Ellison is fifty one, but they've chosen an actor who looks younger than fifty one. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah. Does... No, he, he, he does. He honest. He honestly looks mid forties, about seven or eight years older than Michael yeah. French. Yeah. That's why I literally was so shocked when he came. I was like, "That's not his dad. That's not his dad. Why have you done that?" It's a and really it odd choice. And I said, like, it, it's because it doesn't really matter how old the actor is if he doesn't look old enough to be the dad. He he ma- he's he's got, got to look the part, at especially least. in nineteen ninety-seven. We look didn't all have IMDb on our phones and could yeah. go, "Oh well, you know," yeah. but like. You know, it's got to be. You've got. It's got to look right. <laughs> yeah. Make, makes no sense. Yeah. So I was just thinking about that the whole scene. Good God, how young was he? He's nine years old. I mean, he was probably in prison. I don't know. Let's not get into that. But it was also <laughs> a weird. The way he was playing the dad, kind of felt to me like, literally, they started rolling, and he suddenly realised he'd forgotten to ask. The director whether he was angry at his son or not yeah because he was very he was very carefully playing both being angry and not angry at the same time yeah and he was really very down the middle of not committing to any particular emotion he and was I, like, I feel like you've not made a decision or or yeah you just didn't realize you didn't know what the character was meant to feel so when i'm just gonna hedge my bets and do kind of nothing do nothing but look intensely yeah at his son and also this is where five years becomes a long time because if you haven't seen your son in five years yeah uh, you're either angry at him and you want him to know that or or you're pleased to see him but you're definitely not neutral <laughs> like the only thing you can't be in that situation is neutral yeah, yeah. and that's what he's gone for which yeah. is why it's unsettling yeah, as a viewer yeah. you're like oh is it... okay is he a psychopath oh, fine um, but they find out that his dad says, he, well, he's, he he's, says... Yeah, he's just like, oh, God, Greebly's not involved in this, is he? And, oh, Altroid's yeah. not involved. And he's he's dropping these breadcrumbs of, like, well, yeah. Altroid's not to be trusted. And Greebly was the guy that I was framed for, you know, all this, and basically gives yeah. them that. So they then go and... Uh, 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 Slade goes to the... Uh, police, pre- station. police station and goes into the cell of Greebly. Yeah, and they is it Greebly? Uh, do you know, I'm questioning because that's now. Horace Greebly. That's, that's that's the character. That's the character the bird plays. Yeah. John bird plays. I'm gonna double check again. I can't believe that. No, he's Horace Greeley, but we were calling him Greebly because he was talking about a Greeb bird. <laughs> oh right, and that's where we got confused. So did we invent the name Greebly before we watched this episode? Well, if we did. Very prescient. Um, Gribbly. 
Gribbly. <laughs> now, so now all none of these names make sense to me now. I mean, they never did in the first place. Apologies, everyone. It's it's Gebler. Gebler. We've made up the name Gribbly. We just really want someone to be called Gribbly. Yeah, we do. This is the problem. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's great. Um, sorry, sorry. That must have been you. Must have been screaming at us for ages. Going, <laughs> Get his name right. Or you would have gone, I don't know what his name is because I've got better things to do in my yeah, time. Absolutely. Uh, but it is Gebler, which is the important Gebler. thing. It's so Gebler. Gebler and, and Slade are talking in his cell and Gebler's all being very cocky and yeah. Slade's trying to get him to release some kind of information or I'm not really sure what Slade's motivation is here. No. Other than to, to try and, I guess, see if he'll give him information about Altroid. So I think he's already now starting to think down that road yeah um but oh unless is this all so that he can get uh gebler released when they phone up grisham in a minute and say oh right got to release gebler well no because the reason they release gebler is because they've discovered the diamonds aren't there and yeah. apparently even if you see see someone steal diamonds if you then lose the evidence then you can't charge that person. Yeah. Which doesn't make a huge amount of sense. But even if that is true, why did... As as Sue Johnston put them in her safe, I was just screaming, why haven't you put them in evidence? Yeah. There's a whole department where you put evidence and you bag it up and you date it. You don't just put it in your own personal safe in your own office in front of another colleague. You just would never do that. But as we've established, this is the police department of of a... child's imagination it's just it makes absolutely no sense it's in the imagination of yeah. the little wooden boy but but slade says to gebler uh slash greebly if you want to stick with that name you're <laughs> fine it's been too long now we've been talking about it for nearly 40 minutes so if it's easier for you um and he says oh you know does the name jack slade mean anything to you and he goes no and he goes well i think he might have been involved in a thing that you did Five years ago. Yeah. And he goes, oh, maybe, yeah, Slade does ring a bell. And he's like, yeah, and I'm his son. And he's like, oh, really? Oh, well, he was a naughty boy, wasn't he? He yeah. got involved with his, you know, did a turn into crime. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he makes, he goes, he make, yeah. For age for too long. But it, there are two types of tuts, right? Yeah. In my uh, experience. One tut is, which is you've done a bad thing. Yeah. And the other one is, which is yeah. eat up, it's sick cat. Like you're trying to get the cat to eat the food because it's come back from the vet and it's poorly eaten. Like... And you, because you purse your lips together like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can hear the, oh, you've made a mistake. Yeah. And come on, sick cat. It's that. Yeah, he yeah, does yeah, that yeah. one. He does, he does he sick does cat. Does Rather than I'm disapproving, yeah. And he burst his lips so much. I was yeah. like, "Are you now? Is it a kiss? Is it now? A, is it? Mm, eat the food, cat, or I'll give you a kiss if yeah. you eat the. T- it's like a worming tablet hidden in yeah. a. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you um, mean. That's what he does, and I was stuck on thinking about that for a long time. Um, and then anyway, uh, Slade Scarpers. And they release Gebler. They release Gebler, and then uh, Slade and uh, Turner follow Gebler to a really weird hotel that's in a giant conservatory, and everything is just yeah. higgledy piggledy around. And I was annoyed. I got really annoyed by the layout of it. 
Because yeah. the reception desk is like on a balcony. And I was like, why is the reception up there? What's happening? Like- and there were loads of other desks. There were loads of <laughs> other like, desks. So when I when he first walked in, I thought, oh, he's walked in to a 19th century bank. Yes. That's what, yes. That's what it that's- looks like. That's what it looks like. Like when yeah. a criminal goes yeah. to collect, yes. they, they walk into an old 19th century bank yeah. and they are, and it's a posh bank, so they give their name. And that's why there are lots of other desks around yeah. because it's that's a bank. What, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And then it isn't. It's a hotel. It's a hotel, yeah. And then it's Slade and Holly. There's no resemblance to any hotel that's yeah. ever existed. Yeah. So Slade and Holly walk in and go, can you tell us what room uh, Greebly's staying in? They say, no, I don't know who that is. Oh, sorry, yeah. I mean Kepler. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> it's a long story involving John Byrne and Jonathan Creek, but... Anyway, I really need to know what room he's in. And they go, oh, he's up that room, in the ba- in the tower room. And yeah. then there's a tower inside the bank. Yeah. In, yeah, and it's <laughs> just a hotel. Yeah. And, and then Jeff Slade just starts climbing climbing ceilings, climbing roofs. So so I don't quite understand this. He mm. says, I'm a police officer, officer. Tell me what room he's in. And they tell him. And he goes into the room next door. Yeah. And then comes out the window yeah. and scales across. Scales across. But... And this time they've used a stuntman with a similar body mass index. Which is good. Which, Which is helps. good. Um, but yeah, he's in the room next door. So I don't know what purpose it is that at some point he's like climbing over the big glass conservatory ceiling. I was like, yeah. well, I, don't, I don't feel like you need to be on that. Oh, so maybe it's not the room next door. It's the na- it's. I thought it was. It's though. the nearest room to it. Right. But because it's in the tower room. Right. I mean... To have to think this hard about the geography of a bank hotel yeah. is <laughs> too much. Anyway, he finds Greebly, uh, Gebler. Yeah, sorry, Gebler. Um, he finds Gebler, <laughs> uh, and Gebler's, Gebler's room is it, within this kind of conservatory bit. So it's you've got like a glass domed roof to yeah. his room, and he has a little doctor's stethoscope, and he puts it on the glass. Yeah, and that apparently means he can hear completely clearly miles miles below yeah um so where did he get the doctor's stethoscope um holly she's a science officer and i'm an expert she would have have had one so um he then learns that there's going to be a meeting at seven o'clock handover of the diamonds and the money Mm -hmm. at the location where they were earlier on why why the same location you're criminals never return to the scene of the crime return to the scene of the crime but they do it they do it and anyway and that's how they catch them yeah uh so in the meantime, uh, Slade. This is a very clever. This I really like what he does here. This is the first clever thing that's happened in the episode, right? Where he, um, uh, uh essentially gets himself arrested by them, uh, them being Grisham and Altroid. Yeah, and then he is in an interrogation room and he admits to it. Yeah. Um, because he knows now that Altroid's involved. But yeah. in order to get Altroid there, yeah. he has to admit to it. And Sir Cam admitted to it, I'm meant to be doing this deal at this time. And Altroid's obviously trying to say, no, no I don't think we should believe him. And, you know, trying to get get them off the scent. But yeah. see, Grisham's like, no, no, if Slade's saying it, let's go and... And so then, I thought that was But a then really he also, Gareth says, oh, well, in that case, I don't think I should be involved in this. Uh, yeah. I'll stay out of it. And Grisham says, no, I think you should come. It's your yeah. case. Yeah. And so, yeah, it is quite clever on the part of like, Slade. Yeah. It, it, he does a clever thing. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, so they all go to the meeting place. Yeah. And um, uh, Gebler's there. 
and and they're he's like got a suitcase yeah, of money, a suitcase of money, and there's this thing about who should arrest him, and obviously, uh, Alfred's trying to get out of arresting him, yeah. and then they're like, well, no, it's Alfred's case, you've got to go and arrest him, and so he's walking up, and Gebler does not read the room, and he's no. like, hey, we did it, we did it, we're best friends, and um, and Gaz says, shush, yeah, I'm being watched, yeah, and he goes, what, huh? What? And I'm like, listen, just listen to him. I'm being watched. Oh, I didn't realize. What? It's so weird. And nothing like the character that we've seen in jail, and also not really like the character we've seen for the rest of the episode, apart from the random outburst. Perhaps it's a subtle Tourette storyline where the man actually can't control uh, how loud he is. Um, Perhaps, which is unfortunate to have if you're a diamond smuggling criminal. Um, But yeah. Um, and then they uh, 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 obviously everyone gets arrested. Slade's like, "Do you get is that enough?" And she's like, "Yes, you proved your point." Slade, well done. Uh, meanwhile, the dad's broken out of prison. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is broken the most shocking. Meanwhile, by the way, it's Just not that important to the story, right? No. But by the way, he's broken out of the highest security prison in the country. Jeff Slade's dad's broken out of maximum security prison by just literally just going underneath a lorry. And um, a laundry lorry, yeah. A laundry lorry, yeah, fine. Uh, oldest trick in the book. Um, gets little Jasper Carrot wouldn't marry Annette to drive him to where all this stuff's going down. Yeah. And then they're trying, they're getting away. They've managed to uh, Gareth in the car. Off. Yeah. He's got a gun face. now. Gareth's got a gun. Gareth and Gebler are in the car getting away, and then suddenly Jeff Slade's dad is in the car, is in a car, and and just drives at them, forces their car to overturn loads of times. Yeah, it's on that thing that the been the Bill used to do it about once a month. They'd have a stunt budget, yeah, and you'd have the classic one one sided ramp. It's, like, it's yeah. just it's just that, yeah, um, and yeah, and so. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be interesting because they know that Gareth's, you know, the criminal. Yeah. He's been working with Gebler, but they don't know that Jack's innocent. Yeah. And also he's broken out of prison, which is an offence in itself. Yeah. This is going to be a long drawn out can of worms that Grisham's going to have to preside over, is yeah. what I'm thinking at this point. Yeah. But I'm wrong, aren't I? Yeah, you are. <laughs> you are. Everything's all fine. Everything's all fine. It's the next day, and my favourite bit of, of Crime Traveller is the daily more of every Crime Traveller episode is just the rest of the cast explaining to Sue Johnson what's happened in the episode. Yeah. Really succinctly. Yeah. Going, so this, so they were working together, and they did this, and this is this, and uh, and she's like, oh, okay, great, thanks for letting me know. I'm like, oh my, oh my god, you're, you're the most senior person. Why don't you know anything about what's going on in your own department? And you've been on this case yeah. the whole time. So I don't know why you're getting this explained to you. But also the reason you're on this case is because Gareth brought it to you. Yeah. As you say, when you walk into the room and you say, quiet everyone, we've got this case brought to us by Gareth, who's a new character we've never met before. And also is the oldest person ever to be called Gareth. I never. Every time I say I, Gareth, it feels I, like it it's too young like a name. It's his name. It doesn't feel like it's his name. <laughs> he should be called Edward. I thought that at the time. Or Tedward. I thought that at the time. Um, but yeah. Uh, so so now I'm confused as to why Gareth Altroid decided the best way to smuggle diamonds is to tell the police that you were doing it, do a raid. Yeah. For real. 
And all your accomplices get arrested and put in jail, presumably. Yeah. Because there were like 10 of them. Yeah. One of them with a face too big for his skull. Yeah. And then frame a police officer who's the son of a police officer you've you also framed. framed. Yeah. Like, that's a really dumb thing to do. And he's yeah. a really senior police officer. Yeah. I don't, I I think, don't think he thought it through. I think it was a waste of time, frankly. Yeah. And it never would have happened. But uh, Slade is very happy with himself and him and Holly decide to cook a little meal. Yeah. Uh, at Holly's flat. At Holly's flat, yeah. Which is weird. It is weird. Because it's not Holly's dad, it's, it's your dad. Ca- yeah. That you haven't seen in five years. You're not together. Like, they keep playing as if Slade and Turner are in this, like, years-long relationship. Yeah. And, like, they're just work colleagues. Yeah. It's a weird thing to do, but fine. There was a little kind of nod to it in the early episode of, like, will mm. they? But they... And then, no, they haven't. And no. it's five episodes in. So, yeah. presumably... That's fine. Um, but yeah, he's cooking dinner for Holly and Jack. And Jack Slade is kind of playing still neutral about everything. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely everything. Yeah. Well, he should be quite happy that he's been let yeah. out of jail four years early because he's a nine-year sentence. Yeah. He's very overdressed for this. He's in a full suit. I don't yeah. think that was needed. He's been and sent he's also up. sat down to eat with his jacket still. I was like, yeah. well, take your jacket, like, relax. Take your jacket, take your jacket off. He's been given a case of champagne by Grisham. Oh, yeah. A whole case of champagne for, for breaking out of jail. For breaking out of jail. Yeah. Um, yeah, really weird. And then he says, oh, this is really good food. You can really cook. And says it to Holly in a kind of sexist assumption that she did the cooking, even though Jack Slade is the one yeah. that cooked it. And then... She takes credit for it. She takes credit she for takes it. She takes credit for it. And then there's a weird look. And I was like, that's not a nice thing to do. This would probably be a... You know, he's trying to... Reconnect, reconnect with his, with his dad. father yeah. and he's done this lovely thing and you've just taken credit for it yeah a horrible thing to do yeah um and and it's also weird still that you're making this happen at holly's house your friend yeah rather than at your house and the only reason he's giving is that he only has two plates yeah. so he, you, you could you just buy a plate you've yeah. gone out and bought food yeah no, you're a policeman yeah yeah um also there was a weird moment where they explained that a financial transaction was made into Slade's account of £25,000. Yeah. Which, one, isn't as much as the two million that we were told it would... Yeah. So I'm like, how much are the diamonds worth? Two, that money's got into his account, but it never went out of his account. So was that part... How was that part of the plan for Gareth Altroyd? That's not really dealt with. Yeah, that's true. Grisham just says, oh, you're not in your overdraft anymore. And I'm like, why is he in his overdraft? He's on a detective's wage, which is not that bad. I mean, who knows? He could have a yeah. lot of problems, but... Anyway, there's a weird bit then where the dad seems to know Holly's father yeah, because he saw a book written by him in the prison but didn't read it. I was like, well, you wouldn't remember the name then, would you? Yeah. We don't all just go around remembering the names of every book we literally see. Like, yeah. anyway. Uh, and But they're getting worried because they think that he's gonna think about the time travel because he's like oh i thought you were in a park at 9am but you came to see me how could you be seeing me in prison and And so they make up a thing about oh they made up the park thing to you know it was all part of the plan of uh entrapping altroid um and then he's like oh yeah about that book you know time travel he's oh i might read it and then it cuts to the time machine 
apparently hearing him and having an opinion. <laughs> yeah. Because it like cuts the time machine making like a weird noise. Yeah. But the the, the way it's edited, it's in reaction it's... to being nervous of Jeff Stane's dad finding it. And I'm and like, it's... it's not a sentient being. It's a sentient being and and, the, and when it talks it sounds like um like an egg frying in a pan. Yeah. It like does. It's yeah. cooking, it's just yeah. sizzling. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why that's the sound effect that it makes. I but I also, you're right, I don't yeah. know why it's reacting to it anyway. <laughs> what a weird edit. Um, but yeah, whenever I have heard that someone's in two places at once, I automatically think of time travel. Yeah. Um, and remember the, the name of every single author that, uh, of a book that I've walked past. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, yeah, yeah. there's a teasing ending that Jack Slade's worked it all out. But yeah, I mean... Ugh, it was fine. It's just a bit of a waste of time. Like when you're doing an episode that involves people wasting time travel, <laughs> yeah. you're going to yeah. struggle to keep it entertaining, aren't you? Because you're having them wait around in an empty office for 12 hours yeah. and not be very good detectives yeah. and not be very good policemen. And he does one good crafty thing to yeah. foil a, a criminal who isn't very bright and has gone on a really stupid escapade of trying to frame it. It's just, it's just a stupid waste of time. It appeals to kind of the lowest common denominator of humanity um oh, that, that, <laughs> when, uh, not as in like the episode like right. the viewers yeah but like the only viewers that would have credibility in any of these characters would have to be idiots right so it mean it so we're showing up the episode mm-hmm. um yeah just i don't uh, you know <laughs> maybe it was a bit harsh i think it was a little bit harsh <laughs> but i mean it's stupid isn't it i think you're, you're tired um it's, i'm tired so... but it's stupid We've got to do another one now. Yeah. That so, was that was Sins of the Father. That was Sins of the Father. The next episode is uh, brilliantly and wittily titled Death Minister. Death Minister. Because I mean, of Yes Minister. Because it sounds a little bit... Because it's got similar bit, vowel sounds. A bit. Because like, yes. Death and Yes yeah. both have an E in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's it, isn't it? That is it. That is it. Um, yeah. And it's funny you should say about them wasting time travel because this that's what sort of this episode is about because it's about holly basically saying that it opens and they're and they're having um so first of all it opens and um we learn at the beginning of this episode we thought because it says so in the series that they can only travel back 24 hours but we learned at the beginning of this episode they've gone back to it around about 1931 Chicago, <laughs> um, which is because they're watching the plans of uh, Al Capone and <laughs> yeah. his mobsters. I don't understand this. I don't understand this. Like I don't lighting, understand why this gang the warehouse they're in, the trilby the hats, clothes. the 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 guns, that everything is is 1930s prohibition. <laughs> era gang i don't know why they, i don't know why they're all dressed like that they panned out and then they were they were lit by the car lights um yeah. and i was really surprised because it was like a range rover and yeah. i was like oh that shouldn't be in this scene <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like yeah. oh no no wait it should but the scene should everything be, else shouldn't be yeah should be 97 yeah yeah it's really odd and 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 they have that the, what they're doing is slade and holly are overhearing a gang um, who are known as the Apostles, yeah. who are planning a bank robbery. And the whole thing is about timing. So they're going to be somewhere at, not, at 33 minutes past. You're going to be somewhere at 34 minutes past. You're going to be somewhere at 41 minutes past. And at the very end, the lead criminal says, and remember, 
time is everything. But he says, and remember, and all the criminals together in unison say yeah. time, and then he says is everything on his own. That's, like, that's so weird. Why? Why did that's that happen? one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in any television <laughs> show ever. Absolutely bizarre. It's so surreal. How do they all know that they only want him to repeat the word time, but not is everything? I don't know. I Surely don't you'd know. all say time is everything. That's the slogan to... Yeah. Or you'd just say, and remember, that it's important to be on yeah. time. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, know. obviously it is, because your whole plan is... Yeah. This is turn up to work. Like, yeah, fine. Yeah, uh, but I did think it was interesting uh, that we're starting with the use of the time machine, which is slightly different yeah, to yeah, how... Yeah, as in they, we're, we're joining them, they're already in the past. Yeah, which is a new one yeah. uh, on terms of structurally. Um, yeah, but and and, th- and then it shows this crime take place, and it shows them intercepting it, and... Um, stops a bank robbery. Stops a bank robbery. Even the bank felt a little bit... I was like, what? Why is this all 30s? Like, it's so yeah. weird. It's so weird. Like, the gun being carried in, like, a, a present. Like, like it's, yeah. like all these tropes of old gangster movies. It's, it's so strange. And also, the bank had, like, steps going up to it. And yeah. I'm like, that's, yeah. that's an American bank in yeah, 30s yeah, New York. Yeah. It's yeah. not yeah. a bank. It's not a NatWest I don't in un- London. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I really don't understand bizarre. any of this opening bit. Um. But anyway, the point of it is that they go back to Holly's and the um, machine is kind of overheating and it's on the fritz and she's kind of saying we're we're overusing it. Yeah. Um, and then she kind of says to Slade, you know, why don't you actually be a detective and do the work yeah. rather than just solving everything using the machine? We're doing it for every little thing. This isn't what it was meant to be for, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And so she's like, so you can't use it. Um, and he says, yeah. okay, I won't then. Yeah. And then they go back to the office and uh, Grisham makes a couple of comments about the fact that Slade's worked it all out again. How did yeah. he get the tip off in time? How did he know? And all the rest of it. Um, and sh- they say, anyway, there's been another murder. Um, yeah. So we see a house... And we're very far away from the house and we hear an incredibly loud gunshot. Yeah. We're about, I don't know, a mile away from the house. Yeah. Um, and yeah, huge gunshot. Rings out across the land. And uh, a character called Sir Ian um, has been shot. And yeah. every time I see Sir Ian, I just think of Ian McKellen. Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. Sir Ian, absolutely, um, yeah. So, yeah. But and it's not see, played by him. It's not. We see his wife. Yeah. Who was in the house at the time of the loudest gunshot in the world. And she was making him a cup of tea. She was making a cup of tea. And, and she's she, taking the tea up to him. Yeah. And she's mildly concerned as if, like, she heard a small mouse. But yeah, or, she heard I would say shot. less concerned than that. <laughs> she's concerned. She's playing that she called him and, he, and he's ignoring he her. Answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, fine, I'll bring the tea to you. That's yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah, you're right. No, yeah. no, no, you just had a gunshot. A gunshot has, uh, has rippled throughout the yeah. countryside, which is where we are now, yeah. by the way. Um, and and that, and that's, that, I don't know what that's happening now. So she goes in and she finds him on the floor, shot in the head, yeah. um, and a blood stain on the carpet, and uh, the police arrive. And obviously, 
Slade's part of the police, so he's there. Yep. And Grisham, as always, for some reason, is there at the beginning of crimes and at the end of them, but doesn't yeah. do any of the... Le- like, why does she need to be there if she's not doing any of the legwork because she's got to run the station and do all the yeah. senior jobs? Like, I don't know why, I don't know why this happens. I don't, no, I she's, don't know. She micromanages in all the... Like oh, you said... so annoying. In the early podcasts so on annoying. this. So annoying, yeah. But in the most unhelpful areas, yeah. at the most unhelpful yeah. times. She's yeah. never actually there to do anything useful. No. Bloody Grisham. Um, so she says, right, well, there's been this murder and I, I want results. I'm like, well, what do you normally want? Yeah. Do you, oh, like, oh, I care about this and, one. And he's he's a former minister. Yeah. Uh, Sirian. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hawkins? Yeah, correct. So Ian Hawkins uh, uh, lost his seat. He's re- he's retired now because he lost his seat in the last election when Labour got in. So we assume he's a Tory. Um, uh, from that and also from his whole behaviour that we see of him. Yeah. Um, he's and... described as being callous and uncaring. Was yeah. in politics for twenty years and didn't help a single person. He was the secretary of social security. Well. Which I didn't realise was a... Th- is that what DWP used to be called? I don't know, because at one point he he's in the home office. Oh, oh yeah, 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 no. So there are previous jobs. He has about three different jobs before that, but... but When he talks to Slade later on, he says, I yeah. was the under... I was an undersecretary in Social Security. Yeah. Is no, that- no, no, no. He says something else to Slade. No, the Social Security line is when... Uh, uh, she's like, oh, sure. Um, Grisham says, surely you've heard of Syrian uh, Hawkins, and he's like, what was he defence? And she goes, no, try Social Security. I was like, I didn't know that was a right a thing. I don't think it was. it was okay. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was. Yeah, what the DWP used to be, but I um, I, I, I it. He seems to have done lots of jobs and no, all in says, all the different. No, I tell you what he says to Jeff Slade. He says I was. I was working in, like, the Ministry for Science or something. I was an undersecretary in something. That's not something. But if you I was undersecretary for the Department of Science. I was like, what's that? I don't know. No idea. Um, And then, yeah, and then he's also talks about being uh, uh, a minister in the Home Office is talked about as well when he has the affair. I mean, it's not unlikely for politicians to have different posts and be moved around. I mean, Jeremy Hunt, for example, yeah. has managed to be useless in loads of different areas. <laughs> um, so it is possible. But yeah. we, 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 the thing that we do know is that he's he's meant to be quite callous and uncaring yeah. and right wing. Um, and then they Holly provides this because she's doing some forensic science at the scene of the crime, which yeah. again is she specifically says at one point in, in one of the early episodes, I'm not a forensic scientist. Yeah. I'm a science officer. And I'm like, well, what is your job? Yeah. What is, what are you there to do? Yeah. I think she spends all day. Well, at one point she was like, Oh, I'm, I'm spending today testing out our security devices. Yeah. I was like a surveillance security surveillance listening system, yeah. device thing. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Um, but also, she's Dr. Spock. So that's yeah. that's what she's there to yeah. do. Um, anyway, she says, oh, I really didn't like him because he was right wing. And she's got kind of chalk dust that she's pouring around the where the body lay. Yeah. Um, and I've never seen that before. It was either chalk or tape or... Yeah. Again, They don't do job. that anymore because... Not her job. Not her job. Yeah. Not remotely her job. 
Um, and also, no one's wearing any frontic gear. No. So the whole crime no. scene's contaminated. Yeah. Gresham's there in a high heels. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ian's been shot on the floor. Slade uh, obviously wants to work it out, and they go and have a chat uh, with um, with the wife. Yeah. And Puppet Boy is there and asking her questions. And she's just absolutely fine. She's so fine. She's so normal. She's not bothered at and all. It, remember, it's literally hours ago. Her, her husband was murdered and she found the body. And she is talking as if nothing has happened to yeah. her at all. Talking and, and yeah, he asks... It's very astute. It's question. not even hours ago. It's like... Because we know that it's yeah. very, very... The police get to this very, very quickly. quickly. yeah. Um, and we know that because of something that was revealed later on. So it's like like maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. But um, uh, small oak Jasper Carrot is talking... <laughs> oak. ...to her. Polished oak. To Mrs. Hawkins. Yeah. Lady Hawkins. Lady Hawkins, I apologise. And he picks up a... Uh, uh, a clearly homemade vase, pottery vase, and says, "Oh, did you make this?" Now it's important <laughs> you know when he asks this that the scene is her at a potter's wheel making a pot in a room surrounded by nothing but exclusively pottery. Yeah, I mean, she's so got I'm... clay all over her. What do you think, mate? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think, I think she, I think she, I think she probably did, didn't she? Yeah. Because she's literally making a pot as she's talking to you. But you she's got... in the middle of, you're looking at her making a pot yeah. and you're holding a pot that looks exactly the same shape going, oh, did you make this? No. Which is confusing also because you're setting up Morris as the idiot mm. and you're setting up him as the clever graduate yeah. who has the brains but doesn't have the experience. Yeah. And and in the previous episode actually points out quite a lot of helpful things yeah. and behaves really well when he's taken hostage by Jack. And yeah. like, there's all this stuff going on. And now you're saying that he's a blind idiot who, yeah. who, can't, who can't process information that's in front of him, such as someone at a potter's wheel maybe having made some of the pottery that's utterly yeah. ridiculous um and she very coldly explains that my husband had lots of enemies when he was in office but none now and um that's that and they go okay great we've learned nothing but grisham has said to morris yeah after this i think can you watch slade for me because i want to know how he's working out all these crimes yeah and she's suspicious of him um and so morris sets about when they leave the pottery den, yeah, the pottery barn, they <laughs> they they split up. Um, Wooden boy goes back to the office, yeah, and Morris follows Slade, yeah. And what does Slade do? He goes back in time. He does the one himself, thing he's forbidden to do. Goes against forbade, wishes, uh, and sneaks into Holly's uh, flat, um, and. And we've got old matey boy who's uh, running the... Yeah, Danny. Danny. Who's, um, who's, again, just makes me think of the caretaker in Play Days. Yeah. Who had something to do with bus. But he had the brown coat. And yeah, that's what he's playing. He's playing that. And I'm just, I just get really frustrated here because Danny's presence is important for everyone being confused and seeing people at different times because of the way time's played with. But also, why is Danny always there? Why has this block of flats got a permanent 
caretaker who's a practical caretaker, right? He's not like a living resident caretaker. Yeah. He's someone who fixes things in this flat, which has terrible electrics. Yeah. Presumably he's quite a good electrician. Yeah. But apparently not later on. Um, his job is to just man the desk and check when people are coming and going. And he goes, oh, Holly said I could pop by Slade. And he goes, oh, she didn't tell me that. Um, but he lets him go in anyway. Yeah. Like, literally, no idea what you're there for. No. No idea what your job is. No. And if you are there for that, you're, you're terrible at it. Yeah. Fine. And I think possibly breaking the law by doing that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he time travels and then goes back to the scene of the crime. Um, and pretends to be the window cleaner, which makes sense because we yeah. told there was a window cleaner that came. Uh, and was meant to be there at 9.30 and he gets there a bit before then, goes up and tries to warn Setian that he's going to be murdered. Yeah, yeah. And he says about... Um, and he tells him about the time travel. He's completely right out honest it. about it, yeah. Comes right out with it. And Serena's like, no, I believe you. Um, in fact... Because I worked in the science... <laughs> Secretary of Science yeah. or some, something that doesn't exist. Um, and... Uh, uh, and then he's like, and then he, but he hits him over the head with yep. a candlestick. And then calls the police and says, there's a madman in my house. Yep. Uh, and then the gun, a gun comes around comes the corner. A gun the corner, a gun in an arm, and shoots him. Yeah, presumably without looking. Yeah, yeah, very, very lucky. Shot. Very lucky. Expert marksman. Absolutely. Um, and obviously Jeff Slade comes too, sees what's happened, realises yeah, didn't save him. Uh, and then, and then runs off. Slides down a ladder. A la George Formby. Yeah, yeah. Um and uh and yeah, runs runs off. Um now he's also at this point learned that there's a person that might be a suspect mm-hmm. um uh that used to be the driver for yeah. uh uh Hawkins or Hawkins or Hawkins. Yeah. Um and uh he learns that he now works for something called a big box company. Yeah. And goes off there. Now, what's the big box company, Callum? Right. It's um, one of those companies, and there were lots of them uh, <laughs> at the time. There were. That kind of sprung there up were. around yeah. the birth of mobile phones, you yeah. know, taking advantage of the fact that telephone boxes are. It, it, it was like a, a bubble, wasn't it? It was yeah, a massive it's a boom. Big boom. You get yeah. rich quick, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you would have seen a big box company, um, and and they lobbied uh, local <laughs> council authorities uh, for like years at a time to let them take uh, real telephone boxes, red telephone boxes around London. So yeah. again, we're famous for only being in London. These yeah, a tourist attraction. You get them on key rings in London, red telephone boxes, right? Taking them and then turning them into other things. So, um, you know, you will have seen loads of them um, holding statues inside them, <laughs> uh, growing flowers within them, um, you know, anything really. Yeah. And, it, you know, yeah. repurposing telephone boxes. There were loads of them. Um, what on earth? What a weird What is this? Thing. Why did they decide to do that? No idea. Utterly surreal Why any business. of that did happen. Um, this is utterly b- uh, bizarre. Um um, but yes, and they meet uh, the character. Uh, you can't remember the name can't of. Remember the name of, but I know that he was played by Ken Bones. He was played by Ken Bones. The what a great actor. And Ken Bones, we've talked. Sorry, about. what a great name. I didn't mean. I mean, <laughs> I nothing wrong with him, but I didn't really mean it. Um, 
That's a bit mean. I mean, he's quite a great actor now. He's got a cool name. Yeah. Ken Bones, who we know because... Uh, he was dun, in dun, Demon's dun. Roost. He was in Demon's so Roost. So we only talked about him mere weeks ago, um, uh, playing the part of Nathan Claw, the magician, the old magician man. Yeah, he plays Kirby in this. Kirby, thank Not you. Not the game, he plays a character yeah. called Kirby. Yeah. Be weird if Ken Bones was just playing Kirby yeah. throughout an episode of Crime Time. I like it. Uh, Ewood, yeah. I mean, we didn't recognise him straight away because he... No, I still, still don't. He I still looks, don't really believe it's the same person. He looks a lot. He just looks different. Yeah. He's got a different face. He does a different face. <laughs> it does say it's played by Ken Bones. Yeah. Um... But yeah, uh, so he uh, explains that he used to be the driver of Sir yeah. Ian uh, and then went into business and Sir Ian gave him some money and his business is uh, repurposing London telephone boxes. Yeah. Um, into thing. I don't know why you put garden. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe this did happen and we're just too young to know. Maybe. Guys, let us know if uh, you or your parents ever had any giant full-sized London red telephone boxes as flower holders in your garden let us know yeah. or holding other like garden sculptures but the way he talks about it is as if like individual private people are coming yeah. to him with like their old red leather telephone boxes i'm like yeah. no we don't that's not a thing yeah that's not a thing which is why i came up with the idea well you know they must have got they, <laughs> they they're get them. getting them okay but that's not how it sounds like to me with the way he describes the business. I mean, there are fewer telephone boxes on the streets than there used to be, well, obviously. We know, we know why, don't we? Because of the mobile phone? No, because of the big box company. They're, they're... Oh, right. <laughs> so you think it, it's not because they were disused. Oh, yeah, of course. No, they, no. Were, they were in use. Yeah. And it was nothing to do. But it's a myth, actually, the mobile phone. Too big. It's to do the business to overtook the requirement that people had exactly. to use them. Uh, yeah, very sad. Um, now... What happens now is that when Slade makes his getaway and the police are chasing him, right? And that happens just after he's got down the ladder, which happens just after the wife finds him. I actually yeah. think that the wife finds the body and then rings the police straight away. Yeah. And and then by the time he's... And he hears her ring the police. And then the minute she's past the doorframe, he goes down the ladder. And then the police... Are chasing him out the ladder, uh, chase, are chasing him in the garden. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, because those are the police that are responding to the call from. Yeah. Syrian yeah. About being a madman. It's just very quick. Is my I'm point? Like, yeah, that was still that was literally seconds before. Yeah. Well, well, it's unless she hasn't heard the gunshot at all, right? I mean, how? I don't know how because we heard it from five hundred yards also, away. Sorry, when he goes back. And warns him, we get a little scene with his wife and Sirian. Yeah. And his wife's carrying a, something that she's made. And what she's made is a teapot with two spouts. <laughs> spouts. And it's and it's painted and it's fire glazed. Fire glazed. And she says it's not finished. <laughs> yeah. So so I don't know what else needs to be done to it. I don't, it is. I don't know either, David. So I don't think it's physically possible to do anything else to it. You could glue you it can... onto something else. <laughs> Maybe. Um, you, you could put the tea in it. That would maybe complete it. it. You mean it's not finished in terms of its essence? Hasn't Tell you been what you could fulfilled. do with it. You could put it inside a disused red London telephone box. You could, and then put flowers around it. Yeah. 
and then sell it. You make millions, mate. Yeah, make millions. Um, Big box company. So the police are there really quickly and startled uh, Jeff Slade hops over a wall, but dun-dun-dun drops his magic time watch. It comes off. Because it's quite precariously magnetised onto another piece of plastic, isn't it? So... But um, he, uh, whilst doing this, he saw the registration of the window cleaning van that sped off whilst all this was happening. Which he's memorised. He's memorised. Uh, so he finds the location of that and he goes off and he finds the window cleaner, Robert, who has a gun and kidnaps him. Yeah. And so we now learn that Robert was the killer. Meanwhile, Holly um, has, has turned into a psychopath. Well, before that, yeah, Wooden Puppet Boy finds the watch bit, yeah. comes in, tells Holly, says, "What? You're a science officer. What do you know about watches with numbers on them or this little thing?" Yeah. And she goes, and, and that's when she turns, right? Yeah, she goes mental. Yeah, and she decides to, because she's got to save Jeff, and she knows that he's only got four hours before he has to go back and time travel. Otherwise, we'll get stuck in the time loop. Yeah. Um. So I understand the urgency, but she she says, oh, well, I, I, you know, I know that I've gone into the computer. I know that he'd got a number, but I haven't found it. She does loads of detective work yeah. and tracks down Robert. Um, and then she goes there. Meanwhile, while she's on her way with, well, no, on her own um, to save uh, Slade, Slade has having a chat with Robert and saying, "Look, I'm a police officer. I know it was you." Yeah. Uh, and I think his plan is to just arrest him and then take him away. Yeah. And then is surprised when the killer, the gunman, goes, "No, I'm not going to come with you because you're there's one of you, and and I've murdered someone, and you know that." Um. And is really surprised when he decides to shoot him in the leg. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, that's... I think I was on the cards. Don't go and confront a gunman on his own. Yeah. On, on, and, and on your own. Yeah. But yeah, he, so he shoots him in the leg, ties him up, uh, tapes him, takes his hand behind a pole. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's kidnapped and he can't do anything about it. He's got no watch to get back and he has no idea that Holly's even uh, on, on her way to save him. No. So yeah, so Holly goes and sees Kirby. Yeah. Um. Uh. But he's fled because he's got money issues is why he yeah. doesn't want the, the police have spooked him and he's off and he's literally just left on his motorbike so they chase him down they get a bit of help though from from cox monica, monica cox, cox. To... not the first time or the only time that that people that someone's referred to the james bond style and you are cox monica cox yeah a I... few people say that I, and I'm like, why is everyone? I don't know like why everyone's done. And also, why is why does everyone assume that the surname is what's important? To, like they don't know you. They don't know yeah. if you're. You no one knows if your name's important yet. So yeah. don't say it as if it's an important thing. Yeah. Turns out, absolutely, absolutely completely no, unnecessary. We don't character. see her again. We don't meet her again. Don't know why she's like, in it. Absolutely unimportant. And she's quite um, good as well. Yeah, she is. Um, <sighs> so they go uh, uh, and follow uh, the follow. Oh, sorry, Kirby. Pen. An excitement. Follow Kirby on his motorcycle. Yeah, and uh, uh, intercept him, and 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 Holly again, still just absolutely psychopathic. Runs just him off the road. Runs him off the road into, into this garage. Into a ga- mechanics into garage. Into a mechanics garage, and he's and his, uh, the bike falls over, traps his foot, and he's on the floor. He's like, ah, oh, like you could have killed me. 
And Holly goes, oh, we're just getting started. Which, like, is, Jesus which is the line of a supervillain in a Marvel what movie. What has happened to Holly in this episode? Oh, my God. Um, And so she then starts interrogating him. And she and he's, the way he, where he's fallen, he's fallen underneath a car that's up on a, a jack. Yeah. Call it. Um, and, like uh, an automated jack. Thing, yeah. And she starts thing. pressing the button, lowering the car. Yeah, on I, top I just it. wrote, Holly threatens Kirby. Uh, with crushing him with a car. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. What yeah. is happening? <laughs> yeah. Some Someone think of the children. Yeah. Um, um, so basically yeah. then he reveals that Robert, the window cleaner, is the illegitimate son of Syrian yeah. that he had with his woman he had the affair with. And, and like right before the car's about to crush his head, like yeah. this happens three or four times. It's yeah. quite an intense. It reminded me of um, have you ever seen Skyfall, the Bond James Bond mm. film, Sam Mendes? Yeah. Uh, thick where there's uh, I think it's Skyfall where um, is that one with Javier Bardem? Yes. Um, yeah. and he he tortures him. Yeah. And it's quite a, with a rope and a chair, yeah, a bottomless yeah, yeah, chair. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's known as one of the most brutal yeah. uh, torture scenes on cinema. It reminded me of that. Yeah. Like that's the intensity with yeah. which like this man nearly lost his life. Um yeah. So finds out the relevant information about Robert the son. Yeah. Uh and that there was an affair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and so yeah, then Holly goes off uh uh to gets Robert's details, goes and finds him. Yeah. Meanwhile, Robert uh is tied up Jeff Slade who's still bleeding out from his leg wound. Well, he's He's not, though. He's no, not no, bleeding he's not. out. Very the blood's blood. dried, actually. Yeah. On it, so he's not bleeding anymore. But, but there is, you can see a blood stain. It's referenced so many times about how much blood he's lost. Yeah. I was like, but, but look at him, because he hasn't. Look at his trousers. And, and um, also just look at him and the way he's behaving. He's fine. He's absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, and his mouth's duct taped up, and Robert's turned the gas on. Yeah. Um... And, uh, and bust the pipe open. Bust the pipe open, so it's gonna it's gonna blow at yeah. some point. Um, and so Holly gets there; she can't get in. It's locked. She nearly gets run over in a van by Robert, who's making his getaway. Yeah. Um, uh, and eventually she gets in, gets slayed out. Sadly, though, they don't quite make it, and they both die in an explosion, <laughs> and that's the end of the series. <laughs> Because that's so, what you showed me. So what you're referring to, David, is the fact that they get to the doorway. Yeah. And they have like the top half, so like their torsos are out of the door. Yeah. And the rest of their bodies are inside the house. Yeah. And then the screen fills with flames coming yeah. from the house and from they get engulfed way, in They flames. get engulfed. It goes way past their bodies. And, and then there's a, the... uh, there's a cut. Yeah. And they are falling on the ground yeah, about a and... hundred meters away from the yeah. burning building. Yeah. It feels like there was a missing scene there. Yeah. But well, things like out of sequence. Yeah, but even if it was out of sequence, we still saw their bodies in flames. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. how that they did it. No, I like, don't. I don't know how no, I don't know how like they did it with because that was those actors. It was Michael yeah. French and that yeah. they were getting engulfed in flames. It wasn't CGI yeah. and it wasn't stunt. No, I think it was CGI. I think if you look, I think I don't think that was real. I think it was like superimposed. In that case, it wasn't a mistake. Yeah. If they've gone to the effort of yeah. of generating that with a computer, yeah. yeah, then they know they want the flames to engulf the characters, yeah. which but they're not, but they don't die. No, because it's magic. I mean, why not? It's time travel. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, they are fine. Um, and literally d- not even knocked out. They're like yeah. blown all over with the power of the explosion and then get up straight away. You all right? You're like, yeah, let's go. Uh, right, let's get, you know, let's deal with it. So then they uh, go back to, the, what do they do? They go back to the station after that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Robert's apprehended. Yeah. They fa- they charged with the murder. They bring Robert in. Yeah. Um, now... What's also, happened... Robert's meant to be 20 years old and he looks about 35, so all yeah. the ages are all off. And for the first part of his sentences, he has a London accent. And yeah. occasionally, there's something a bit northern, like a bit Birmingham about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so what, that's quite fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, his accent is all over the place. Yeah. Also, he's angry at Sir Ian, not just for being his father mm. and not doing anything but specifically because his mother's died and his mother before dying reached out to ian for help uh and because she was ill and he didn't help her what do you is uh, does robert think that if ian had given them money she wouldn't have died it's like that thing of like i don't know yeah in fairy tales people die because they're poor yeah like well this We've got the NHS in this country. In 97, it was actually still all right. Yeah. Like, you, you, it still is all right. It's, I mean, in the, it, yeah. it shouldn't be criticised as it is. But I I don't think that private medical health, private medical health care is going to save you. From, in fact, we know it doesn't save you from yeah. fatal illnesses. Like, yeah. if it was a cancer or a, a condition, yeah. in fact, actually, private healthcare then turns you over to the NHS whether you're insured or not, because exactly, they have yeah. what larger resources. Yeah. Like, great for broken leg, bad for heart attack, heart attack, NHS. Like, that's yeah. how... It, so I don't yeah. know what Robert really is angry about that he hasn't been angry about already for 20 years. Yeah, I don't know. He's just turned 20 and gone, oh, right, I've come of the age of killing now. Yeah. I'm going to avenge my absent father. All right. I mean, no one's saying he's a nice guy, but there's not a very heavy motivation. But there, yeah, Holly and Slade are all right. And then we have a scene where, remember, Morris has been following Slade, mm-hmm. right? And he's seen everything that's been going on in terms of Slade coming in and out of the office. And he thinks that there are two of them because he's actually yeah. seen the, yeah. Slade in two time zones. Right? Yeah. I haven't said anything wrong no, there? No, yeah. Okay, good, yeah. yeah. Um, and he thinks he's going mad. He's, you know, poor old Morris. Very confused by the whole situation. So he follows uh, Slade to the house. Yeah. Which is where Slade 1 has led him. Yeah. Right? Unaware that Slade 2, having time travelled, has come out and done all this other stuff. Yeah. So Holly's trying to get Slade back into the flat in order to make the the time limit, right? So that he doesn't get stuck in a time loop. Yeah. And but they in order to do that, they have to go past the car of Morris sitting in his Mondeo, who's waiting to see Slade coming in and out. Yeah. So she causes a distraction by throwing a bin lid. A bin lid. She throws it about eighty meters, which I think is probably well, world record discus. Yes, yes. And yeah. we know how powerful it was because when... And it's a bin lid from a kid's TV show. Yeah. Uh, it's from a Sesame Street Oscar bin lid. Oscar, Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch, yes. Is it's that, yeah. it's that bin lid. Yeah. I don't know. Like, this, it's, it's utterly bizarre. Uh, cartoon bin lid. And when it lands on the street, it kind of like makes a clattering sound. But for about a minute and a half. Yeah. yeah. Like it's... It's spinning and spinning and spinning and it's just making this noise. 
And, it, and obviously that's not real because that wouldn't have happened. So again, someone's had to go in Foley and make that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, oh, I don't understand the logic of that. It's whoever's taken over the effects for the last 15 minutes of the thing has just got really carried away. Yeah. Uh, CGI killed yeah. the protagonists. But it's, um, it's all right because Morris, uh, it turns out, as he's talking to Grisham, uh, has got the wrong end of the stick completely. Yeah. And he explains to Grisham that he's done his research and he's realised that Jeff Slade gets his information from uh, a powerful group of people called the Machine. Yeah. Um, and that Holly's involved in it and uh uh that yeah essentially that's where he's getting solving all these crimes because the machine are telling him yeah now and also that he he's got a twin or a double oh yeah that is helping fill in for him when he's away he's talking to the machine now obviously this is ridiculous and grisham responds as such saying this is the biggest pile of rubbish i've ever heard for goodness sake go away and he went oh do you not want me I don't think she reacts enough. I think if that was me, I'd be like, I want your resignation on my desk. I don't think you should be a police officer. Yes. Because there's something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah, yes. Correct, right? But you're not, Grisham. No. Because if you were, you wouldn't have believed that he was responsible for... He's been framed for two crimes in five episodes. Yeah. She's put him in jail twice. Yeah. Because of because she thinks... Because she, she disbelieves her head detective so much. <laughs> so actually... Although her reaction is she's underreacting for a normal, sensible human being, in yeah. the context of her character over the last five episodes, she's, I think she's, she's o- overreacting to, to what Morris is saying. Because if, because if you put him in jail twice before, why wouldn't you then go, oh, well, yeah, he could be part of a syndicate, actually, because I thought he was, I already thought he was part of a diamond uh, heist and then before that yeah. i thought he was involved in something else that's and, tr- yeah like, that's really true you're the most suspicious of this guy from anyone why that's do you think morris really is talking rubbish point. that's a really good point um and then what happens then is um we're just about to like round up the episode and yeah. find out whether and um, you know slade and holly have had a bit of a row she said don't oh, use the machine massive row. yeah um, that's not resolved and he's like smirking at her as if he can't he's finding yeah. her anger funny it's really gr- gr- and you're thinking okay right it's all gonna come to head but yeah. at that point Anthony Horowitz just gets bored and stops writing. Yeah, yeah, we just get the credits. That's it. Oh, I don't feel like the episode finished at all. No, there's no result. Like, it's very episodic, right? I mean, the only story arc that they teased was the relationship between Holly and Slade. But that hasn't happened. Well, unless it has. Because they're they're playing it as if they've been a couple that have been together for years. So maybe it has them. Uh, they've just we're missed out there. But we've seen all the episodes oh, up to yeah. this point, David. Oh yeah. We've watched them all that's and made notes on them and talked about them that's for the hours. Yeah, that's. We've the we've talked about Crime Traveler recorded for like eight hours now. That's yeah, that's true. That's a problem. So no, yeah. <laughs> so no, so there hasn't been an overarching. There hasn't been a series arc whatsoever so far. Uh, apart from actually, there has the time travel. The time machine's got tired. Oh yeah, the time machine's got tired, and also has sentient. Yeah, <laughs> scared of being found out. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the only series arc that's there. Yeah, that's true. So I'm interested to see if next episode, uh, it you know if that's gonna pick up 
Well, and with also, Holly and I Slade mean, being not friends anymore. I guess throughout the whole series, you're always rooting for um for a little wooden boy to turn into a real boy, aren't you? That's the big. <laughs> yeah. That's the series arc is that we're all hoping <laughs> yeah. one day he'll get a little a wizard will turn him into a real life boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it a wizard? It's not. It's Geppetto's yeah. wish, isn't it? What are you talking about? I'm talking about crime traveler. <laughs> you're not thinking this is about Pinocchio. Pinocchio who? Right. I that's interesting. There's another story that doesn't matter. Um yeah. <laughs> so, he's I love he's a marionette specifically as yeah, well. I love is. that. Um yeah, very polished oak oakman. Uh that's so it. there we go. That's, that's the end it, of those two episodes. That's it, you're not getting any more from us this evening. Uh last time we did this podcast we got out uh, trolled angrily. We did. Uh by an ex darts champion. Yeah. So uh Hopefully that won't happen again. Yeah. <laughs> Slash a bit. I hope it does. Because yeah. um, it made my life more interesting. But yeah, um, hopefully if, you, if you're if you a fan of Climb Traveller, you haven't been offended by any of the content in this. It's yeah. not the worst series in the world. It's no. not by a long shot. No, I, 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 I actually brought... I mean, we have far less to talk about with these episodes than we do with Jonathan Creek, and they're broadly the same, uh, same time. Uh, time. So I think that tells you something. I, I, yeah, I think, you know... Once you take into account the fact it's 1997 and some of the acting is dodgy and some of that, I think, yeah, I think the storylines are pretty well put together for the most part. And as I've said about time travel consistency uh, across the board, it's been very clear and I'm yeah. quite new to this. Having said that, we haven't addressed what happened to Slade when he did time travel back. Yeah, so he time travels, well, yeah, so he gets shot and then he time travels back to the present day or time forward you should say uh and the gunshot's not there anymore and i don't really and he know... makes a point of saying ah see easy as yeah pie. i don't really understand why unless it's the same principle as like when she was like oh you know when he tries to put a bet on and the numbers disappear so yeah. it must be that that things that happen when you're in a loop only happen in that they they're not real they don't get carried forward when you go back to the present yeah and i i get that i think that's it but i struggle but with the fact that odd. surely your memory is also yeah like yeah your brain if that happens then also things that you've heard and learned can't have happened i was thinking about this about when it's you know when he lose when it's getting quite near to the fact that he may well end up stuck in this 24 hour loop mm -hmm. i was thinking about this and thinking but what happens to you? like do you do, do you, to you, does it feel like you're living your life and you're having the memory and, and every day to you feels different, but to everyone else they're repeating? Or, or, or do you wake up every day and live the one day over and over and over again and have no memory of the fact that you... So it's Groundhog Day w without you, the memory. And do you age? I don't know. As well. Is Groundhog Day all about time travel? No. It's about time loops though, isn't it? You get stuck in a yeah. loop. I suppose technically you could call that time travel. Well, no, he's not. It's the opposite. He doesn't travel anywhere. Time just repeats. Time around repeats. Him. Um, but yeah, I. But but, I, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to know more about what the loop, what actually happens if you do get stuck. Well, we know that you vanish. Yeah. Which means. Yeah, you vanish only, but you don't to the people who are in that loop with you for that period of time. But yeah. to the present day time continuum, you do. Yeah. You vanish because that's what happened to Holly's dad. Exactly. Idiot. Exactly. Idiot. Um, yeah. 
that's that there you are there if you have any go. thoughts about that gunshot and you have any time travel expertise you know how to get in touch with us absolutely you can find us on twitter at macabre podcaster you can get in touch with us on facebook fb.me forward slash podcaster macabre you can shoot us an email at podcaster at gmail.com and you can like share subscribe and listen to this podcast all our complete oeuvre of jonathan creek podcasts now uh and all the rest of it at anchor spotify itunes google play wherever you get your playlists from uh what are we back with uh on sunday uh we are i believe back with another moonlighting another moonlighting uh, great uh, what joys yeah and uh again reminder we're going to be doing this uh two weeks uh, uh two times a week i should say uh so it's taking place of what would have been the jonathan creek ones so we'll be getting any requests out there on a thursday and a monday every week um and therefore we're catching up so we're gonna have some holes again in our schedule so please if you do have uh uh five pounds uh that you can spare um we've had quite a few recently that have just donated the five um uh and then quit the patron thing which is absolutely fine you know if you just want to do a one-off one you're more than welcome to do that as well very straightforward and the link is in the description below perfect uh, in the meantime i have been david shopland and i've been callum hughes and this has been any requests thanks for listening see you later bye